Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. Yes, the presenter and star of Andy Goldstein Sports Bar Monday, Thursday from 10 p.m. Anyway, enough of that. We'll talk more about me later. In fact, we'll talk more about me throughout the entire podcast. But let's begin with the wonderful Michael Richards. He was with Jim White. Of course, you can hear Jim from 10 a.m. weekdays. And he was talking about how pleased he was to see Raheem Sterling reaching his full potential. He's world class. Obviously, he always has potential to be whatever he wanted to be. And now he's just he's showing it. It's not just you know, four or five, you know, ten games a season. He's doing it nearly every single game now and he's really took his game to the next level and we all sort of hoped he would because we see a lot of young English players. You know, I put myself in that category as well where we sort of promised so much so young. It's a little bit difficult for me because I obviously have my injuries but he's really relishing every opportunity and he's, and he's took his game to the next level. Staying with Jim White and Trevor Sinclair was his guest. Now, we love Trevor Sinclair, of course. He's got that wonderful bicycle kick and he's a very fashionable man. Here he is talking to Jim about Raheem Sterling and Ronaldo and Messi in the same breath. Now, this, that, that can't be right. What? Where do you put him, you know, in the, with the likes of Messi and Ronaldo? For me, I put him right amongst them. And the only difference, absolutely right amongst he's them. He's there like now, the, is he? He's there now. He's right not the, knocking on the door. He's, he's there, there now. And the only difference is, and which you can't, he can't do anything about this. This is all to do with time. They've been doing it for 15 years. He's only just started doing it. Now, if he continues in the in the form that he's showing the last season, this season already, and continues that, people are going to start talking about him being the best player in the world. And I think he's deserved that honour. I mean, if if he was to be sold, you would say two hundred million, he's and worth, you'd be lucky to get him well, for that. Well, if you if you if you look at other players um, who've gone for big money, and you look at what they bring to the table, the goals, uh, the assists, um, he's off the field, the way he conducts himself. I think you've got to. He's right up there with the very best in the world. And you know, people might say, "What what a load of rubbish." I I watched him on Saturday, and I actually said to the guys, I said it off air, we were at the game uh, against Bulgaria at Wembley, and I said to the guys off air, I said, look at him, walking around, conserving his energy, exactly like what Messi does week in, week out for Barcelona, and then as soon as he sees a scenario developing, he is electric, the way he comes alive, and now, which we're seeing, his end product, his decision making, um, the the productivity that he brings to both England, which is great to see, and to Manchester City is so consistent. 
and he's got to be regarded as one of the best players in the world. On now to the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast Show, or the ABSB, as we call it here at TalkSport. And Tony Cotty was talking about Declan Rice and the fact that he believes Declan needs to start winning trophies if he's going to stay at West Ham. So I guess he'll be leaving West Ham. The problem we've got with Declan at West Ham, um, and it's been a problem that's been ongoing now for probably 40 years. West Ham last won the FA Cup in 1980, believe it or not. That's the 40th anniversary coming up next year, which hopefully the, the club will celebrate and the players will celebrate. But they've not won anything, Cal. And listen, it's not about the money now because you can be a homegrown, come through the system and get the money. What Deck will want is, and what he's got is ambition. So he'll want the club to either win a cup Mm. or to get into Europe. And that's a tough ask for West Ham. It's a tough world now for any club to to win competitions or to play in Europe. But if West Ham don't do that in the next couple of years, it's going to become increasingly harder to keep a player out of Declan because he's that good. And a reminder that the king of the jungle, Harry Redknapp. How sad is that? Harry Redknapp, an FA Cup winning manager, a manager that's most respected in the game, is referred to as the king of the jungle. Anyway, the king of the jungle, Harry Redknapp, will join Alan Brazil and Kevin Phillips live in the studio. Why do I need to say the word live? I mean, come on. It's in the studio, and if you, anyway, you get the drift. He'll be on The Breakfast Show this Friday morning. That's Friday morning. Over now to uh, Hawksby and Jacobs. And Paul and Andy had John Portsmouth Westwood on the show. Of course, that's not his real name. That sounds ridiculous. I mean, who would call their kid John? Anyway... He was talking about the fact that club rivalry shouldn't affect international football. I mean, fancy turning up to a game at Southampton in your Portsmouth shirt. Every every England match I've been going to for the last four years, in a while, I've always worn my uh, England hat, I always wear a big hat, and uh, my Pompey shirt. So I show allegiance to my club and my country. And there's never uh, been an and, issue? Uh, never been an issue, no. No, and, and this wasn't a South, this was at Southampton Stadium, but it was an England game, so you must have been... Very surprised to be turned away. Do you, do you think that it was an overzealous Southampton steward, a guy that supports Southampton? What reason did he give you for turning you away? Well, they just said I was queuing up, and they said, oh, I've got a Pompey shirt on. They said, you can't come in. I offered to turn the shirt inside out. And then they said, oh, you've got a badge on your um, on your jacket. And I said, I'll turn my jacket inside out. And uh, and then they said, oh, no, it's because you're too well known. And, and I said, well... So what I want to do is watch my football. I said, at the end of the time, I'm an England fan, and this is a neutral ground. It's nothing to do with Southampton and Portsmouth. This is an English ground that represents every single football club in this country. And you can't discriminate against anyone. It's total and utter discrimination. And it was wrong. And then they said they couldn't guarantee my safety. And I said, well, I'm not worried about my safety. I want to watch, I want to watch England play. I want to watch my national team. Yeah. And uh, they didn't give me any plausible reason, really. And uh, in the end, I just, um, I, 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 if I'm honest, the police are absolutely brilliant because the police gave me a lift back to the railway station. <laughs> really? Uh, they, 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 even the police said it was out of order. Time now to hear from Lee Bowyer, who, of course, is delighted to be bringing back a feel-good factor for the Charlton fans and, of course, the club. Now, usually I tell you what show he was on, but I can't at the moment because the piece of paper I've got with the words Lee Bowyer delighted to be bringing back the feel-good factor for the Charlton fans and the club piece of paper that's written in front of me doesn't actually have the name of the show on it. So uh, sit back and uh, maybe you could play Guess the Presenter. I said at the start of last season, we're going on a journey, come with us, come and be part of it. And they've done that, you know, in their thousands. So we filled Wembley with, with our allocation and 
start of the season. We've sold the most season tickets in a long time. So, yeah, they're, they're coming back and it's good to see, you know, like the stadium filling up more and more all the time. The football we're playing is obviously drawing them back as well. Don't take no notice of the league at the moment because we're sitting second and deservedly so. But there's a long way to go. There's still 40 games to go. And this, this league's like relentless. It's, it's so tough. Every game is going to be tough for us to get a result. So if we can stay in the division, then, then I'll be able to move. On to drive time now. One of the many wonderful features they have is any other business or A, O, B. And uh, this is Adrian Durham taking credit for Charlton's success. Would you believe that Adrian Durham taking credit for Charlton's success? I mean, out of all the people on the planet that Charlton fans should be patting on the back, how many of them will be queuing up at Adrian Durham's door to pat him on the back? Partly down to me, because at the start well, of last season... Well, you appoint season, him. No, no, no. Posh won there 1-0. It was a last-minute penalty, and Bowyer went mad on the touchline. I think he got done for it. Went mad at Steve Evans. He went mad at the referee. Went mad at everybody. Went crazy in the press conference, calling Steve Evans fat or whatever it was, and he just lost the plot completely. And I said on air the next day that he actually needs to calm right down and focus on what's important because it wasn't that dodgy a penalty decision. And if he's losing it at silly things like that and losing it, throwing names around at opposition managers, then he ain't going to get very far. Thankfully, he heeded my advice, never lost the plot again last season, and they got promotion, and now they're up towards the top of the uh, championship. And it was great on uh, Jim White's show this morning, Lee Bowyer. Because he, he still seemed like exactly the same person He's a great as he was lad. when I've he was playing. A few times. Great lad. But courted by Derby and West Brom in the summer and linked with Huddersfield in recent weeks, um, staying at Charlton. And one of the key things he said on the interview this morning, this is the right place for me to be. He also said he was very shocked that the club hadn't been sold yet. But he, he says he stays away from all of that stuff. He just gets on with the job of trying to win football matches. And isn't he doing well? Yep. Very well. Uh, how difficult is it retiring from professional sport. Well, I'm very interested in this. So um, let's listen to former Premier League striker Tony Cotty uh, discussing it on breakfast. The point I'm making now is when I retire, where on earth can I go that's going to give me the same sensation as the score being Manchester United nil, Leicester City 1, I'm the goal scorer, Mm. 75,000 fans, I've scored the goal. Where can you get that feeling in life you can't it's impossible no. isn't it and I think that's where it's mentally difficult for players you know alright and you know the players nowadays you can argue they've got lots of money they might be millionaires whatever yeah great but mentally they you can have all the money in the bank but you can't replicate that feeling mm. of scoring at Old Trafford you know so that's where it's difficult I think you know I think I've got through it I've been, I went into the media and that's helped and everything but nothing nothing can replicate no. that feeling Mm, it was very interesting indeed, actually, because when it is, like, say, you're going to retirement, uh, you you are scared as a, a sportsman. Um, I think I was lucky because I dealt with it quite early in my career. Not early in my career, I was 32. My biggest blow was having to retire from Test cricket when I was at my peak. So I kind of dealt with the worst demons uh, then. I went on and got back after a year and a half out and managed to play one-day cricket for a few more years. But I knew I was on borrowed time then. So I kind of prepared for it. Um, what I did is, but I trained to do other stuff. Um, I used to practice doing radio stuff. I, I, I did a, my own show on BBC um, every Wednesday while I was still playing, which surprised a lot of people because I played one game and then I'd go off and do the show straight after the second day's play or the first day's play, whichever day it fell on. And I also sat down and chatted to people, um, sports therapists, went and chatted to them once a week 
um, for a good period of time on how to deal stuff. Because if you look at most sports people when they retire, they go two ways. I've trained all my life. I'm not going to do it anymore. And that's what they do. As soon as they're a child, a lot of people, unless they're someone who's just obsessed by the gym, you see Louis, a lot of footballers especially, they train every day, they're staying slim, they're staying fit, and then suddenly you see them about a year after they're retired and you think, oh, dear me, what's happened? And they do that with me now. Even people see you now, oh, she's not bigger now. You? Well, of course I am. I'm not training every day. I'm not playing <laughs> professional sport yeah. every day. It's going to happen. <laughs> but some people really blow up because mm. they go to the point where I don't want to train anymore. I don't want to train anymore. I did that my whole career. Yeah. Why do I want to do it now? And that's what makes them feel worse then because then they get into a habit of just being lazy and going and doing the same thing every day, going to the pub or, you know what I mean, or trying to play golf with your mates. And it only lasts so long that you've got to try and get back to some kind of routine. Mm, you know, as a we're used to routine. You, Sportsmen are used to yeah, routine. Exactly. But you also know that the end is coming at some point so, and you have time to prepare for it. But you never it. do. You yeah. never do. Yeah, well, you do. Like I, said, I wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for my injury aid. I promise you, I don't think I would have been prepared. I had a big blow, like I said, at 32, retiring at my peak from Test cricket. That was the biggest blow I could ever get. Biggest blow. But you won. But I managed to get back and play, not to the same level as I wanted to be, and that was hard. Having to accept it, I wasn't going to be as good as I used to be. But it still let me then have another three and a half years, four years to prepare and I finished on my terms the finish still wanting to give me one more contract and I was like nah I'm ready because I'd prepared for it and I knew it was time to make that break but you didn't um, I, I, you you, pre you prepared while you were playing as well you won strictly while you were still playing didn't you so you were, you were doing other things yeah but I uh, that was purely by luck I did that because I only did that because I pulled out of a tour with England because I was coming to an end I was 35 then um, and I didn't want to go away anymore. I literally did not want to go away again. I'd done it so many times, and I just said, that's it, I'm not going to wait. And then suddenly I got offered to do every reality show under the sun, and that one, I just picked it out and thought, I'll do that one because I'll be out after I'll be out after two weeks. And I ended up <laughs> winning. <laughs> but I thought, Three times. I thought, I get that much, I get paid that much, what, for getting knocked out in week one, I'll do that. <laughs> ended up doing 13 weeks of it. Um, the other one I'd say is uh, Neil Ruddock. Who, the training thing applies to him that you were talking about earlier, but he's he's doing well on Celebrity MasterChef, and he's he's kind of done well. I think he had a, a down period. I remember him doing a, a TV show about so, it. So many but sports, he's kind of built himself back. So up many again. sports people do, uh, and like I said, I I attacked it before I got to that period. So I saw someone to chat about my worries and my concerns going forward before I actually retired. Mm. So I was mentally prepared. I knew it was coming, and I made that decision myself. It wasn't suddenly. A lot of people, you've got to remember, a lot of sportsmen want to carry on until you get sacked. They don't want to walk away from it because it's a great life. You're around teammates. You're having so much fun. And then suddenly you get sacked. Oh, what do I do now? And you're shocked into doing something. A lot of people haven't done that. I was very lucky, but I kind of prepared for it. It was that. But it was the injury what made me to start to think about it. Without that injury, I'd have probably just kept going and going and going, and then eventually I'd go, oh, what do I do now? Jason Cundy here, and you're listening to TalkSport Daily. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a T-shirt. It's a Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Time now to check in with Hugh Wozencroft on kickoff. He was alongside Darren Bent, or as I find out, Benty is his nickname. As far as the modern role of a centre forward now, you're right. You need to be scoring, you can't just be relying on scoring goals now. You need to be doing a little bit of everything because now teams have got other players now that can go and get 20 goals. So it's not just about you being the focal point and the goals all going for you. Like a lot of teams before was like, well. Can your centre forward score goals? Here he can. Well, you should be okay. Whereas now, centre forwards might not need to go and score 10, sorry, 15 to 20 goals now, 25 goals, because now you've got the wide men all of a sudden that can go and get 20 EPs. You get a midfielder stepping up to the plate now, scoring between 10 and 15. I mean, people looked at Lampard when he was playing and used to say, Well, what did he do? Well, he used to score 20 goals a season from midfield. Now, do you know how hard that is to do? To score 20 goals anyway, a season's tough, but to do it from midfield shows what, what obviously what he was all about. So for me, you're right, the centre forward role now, it's not just about scoring the goals it's about initiating the press um, stopping the other back four from getting out mm. then when obviously your team's got it make yourself available linking play setting people up do you know what I mean there's so many different things to just now scoring goals because you're now seeing players well centre forwards getting man in the match and they're mm. not even scoring goals. Whereas mm. before it was used to be, well, if your centre forward scores two goals, automatically he's the man in the match. Mm. That, that's, there's, there's no questions asked. But now you're right. And people like Firmino have, have made it, obviously you get the players like Harry Kane, <laughs> who can mm. do both, who can link play, but also score the goals. goals. Whereas Firmino now, he's linking plays for Salomon. And he probably at, at Liverpool don't get the credit he deserves because he does so much for them other two. Mm. But then them two guys get all the plaudits because they score the goals. Now, if you're listening to this on Thursday, it's obviously the first day of the fifth and final test. So there's lots of talk about the Ashes, beginning with Drive, and then Monty Panasar was talking about it on TalkSport 2. I want to ask you both a question, um, and it's about England not changing their batting order. I mean, you, when you get bowled out for 67 and nothing changes, and, and now when it's, when it's lost... They've changed things. Roy has been dropped. Uh, Overton's out. Mate, there's it? a few playing for the place here. I mean, Denley's seven tests, averages 20, just under 25 in his seven tests since he come back into the side. Surely he has to be playing for his, his career at, at, at the Oval. He could have got caught on the lap slog um, trying to defend final day at, at Old Trafford. Bairstow, averaging 20 this year in Test cricket, 26 since January last year. Butler, he's got one Test 100 in 35 tests. In first-class cricket, he averages 32. 
So surely these guys now are playing against Australia at the Oval for their test career, surely. It, it could it be to the advantage of England that Stokes is batting four? I mean, I know you don't want Stokes no. batting four in a way. You want him as the bowling option. That's probably why Curran's not played until now, in that they want to have someone riding shotgun and they've, they've gone that way and they didn't go the way they did last year. But Stokes batting four is almost, a, it's almost advantageous despite the fact that he loses bowling. I mean, that says a fair bit about England's batting, doesn't it? Yeah. If you're talking about your all-rounder getting promoted the second drop... Has he said, posi- is he going to bat four? Or yeah, could he, he bat three and root four? Back no, to normal? We asked Joe, <laughs> yeah, we asked Joe today. And Joe, Joe said he's going to... His words were, I'm going to bat three this week. So draw from that what you will. Well, do you think then, just quickly on that, on the England team, do you think, obviously, the, the, the problem we've got now, they're going to New Zealand. It's yeah. not part of this Test Championship. So I think we'll we'll make a few debutants will go there. I think Joe Rook might be rested. Come South Africa, if that's what he said in the press conference, would it surprise you if Joe Rook goes down to four and they find someone to bat three? <laughs> Who are they going to drag out of the county championship <laughs> from September I have to no bat three? I mean, but, I, well, I suppose the fact that Roy's not going to bat... Well, I think we can assume now that if Jason Roy makes it as a test cricketer, it's, it's gonna not going to be New in the Zealand. top four, right? It's going to go to New six. Zealand, though, isn't he? Pope's going to go to New Zealand. I think Roy will yeah. go to New Zealand. Um, Zach Crawley will go to New Zealand. And it's finding one of them who's going to come in and bat three. But do you not think Roy will be really annoyed that he's had one chance to bat where he wants to bat and now he's been dropped. Is that, Am I misreading that situation? Well, you could even say, right, Butler so far batting at seven or six or five, wherever they're putting him, <laughs> it's not working in Test cricket, is it? This year it's averaging 16 this series, right? So if he fails again in this test, like I said, 100 in 35 tests, he ain't good enough. You might as well bat Roy at seven, if that's the case. If he's going to bat seven, you might as well bat Roy at seven and <laughs> give him a go at seven. But won't the assumption be with Butler, maybe I'm wrong, but won't the assumption be that they know he's got the capacity to do it? I know it's 100. Well, Roy but, do it? But they seven. saw last year, it wasn't just the ton, it was the, the innings at Leeds against Pakistan. It was a couple of innings at the Oval. Mm. Uh, rather, at but Lord, how, long, how like, often oh, can you keep going with that? Oh, he's eventually... He's oh, no, no, sure. It. But if you're going to make a punt on one or the other, then maybe the guy that's got, albeit... Small sample size in the last couple of years, but some runs on the board. Roy, on the other hand, I felt for him as well. He batted really well on day five. I mean, yeah. you know, you saw how he 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 had been criticised for not having a forward defensive, and then on a hat trick, walks out. Pat Cummins bowling ninety mile an hour. He's bowled root with the best ball of the series. Got forward then, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And, and he did that on day five. So you know, it, it, in a way, I, I feel for him getting dropped yeah. now. Maybe it should have been a couple of tests ago, especially his own test. Yeah, it's yeah. his own test. Yeah. Where if he's ever going to be comfortable and thinking, right, this is it. I'm on my own ground. I know this pitch better than anyone. I've been playing here for a few years now. Give me that opportunity. He was so excited. He actually put on social media, didn't he? Oh, back home. Such mm. a relief to be back home. Uh, sorry, mate. You you left out of this one. Australia won. It's because Jimmy Anderson wasn't playing, you know, and that was a huge factor. Um, it was basically Steve Smith versus Eng- uh, England, and it would have been. Jimmy Anderson versus Australia if Jimmy Anderson was playing. You know, Jimmy Anderson, England desperately need Jimmy Anderson. Really, that important to the team? That important to the team, Jimmy Anderson? He he has the same magnitude as Steve Smith, you know, or the other end of the scale. You know, if Jimmy Anderson was playing, I guarantee Australia wouldn't have not won the series because Jimmy Anderson's got so much skill and experience. He would have found a way to get Steve Smith out and that's his strength, you know. He's a skillful bowler from over the wicket, around the wicket, in all different conditions. You know, he's the best seam bowler in the world and um, England, you know, desperately miss him. We need him fit ASAP. And of course, the real reason, finally, you've tuned in to this app and downloaded it. In fact, I've uh, got an email here. It says, uh, Dear Andy, 
Um, not a big fan of the TalkSport Daily podcast, but I am a big fan of yours. That's the only reason I download it. Is there any way I can just download your bits and not bother with all the other stuff? Sadly, that's not possible, so you have to carry on downloading, I'm afraid. Oh, another one's just coming. Well, that's not good enough. Blimey, that was quick. I only want to listen to the best show on TalkSport, which is a sports bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm. There must be a way I could just listen to that. Well, I'm afraid, again, I reiterate that uh, you have to listen to it live, I'm afraid, so there is no podcast for the sports bar. So, I, oh, well, it's just not good. Right, well, getting on my nerves, that fellow is. Blimey, he keeps writing so quickly. Anyway, here are the best bits of the sports bar. Just quickly, just quickly. Mm-hmm. You may notice a young lady has joined us in the studio. I have, yep. Lily, come a little bit closer to the mic, Lily. Hi, Lily. Now, Lily works here yep. at TalkSport. Mm-hmm. And, Lily, you uh, you saw lots of popcorn on the floor, didn't you, in the room? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. The man that made that mess that you had to clear up is him. He made that mess that you had to clear up. Now, Jason, mm-hmm. apologise to Lily. Oh. I, but, but there is a very good reason. No, just a, you've just made a big no, mess no, and she on, had to I, clear it up. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want Lily to understand. Right. Okay, I want to, I want to present my case here. Well, hold on. What, when you saw that mess, what did you think? Did you go, oh, my... Oh, dear. Do you think... Filthy pig. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Jason, can you apologise? Lily, please? I'm sorry. I will show you that it was it was work. It was a mistake. Uh, you know, I didn't mean it to happen, <laughs> but but it'll never happen again. I promise. No popcorn ever again. And I will. Sorry. Don't worry. Maybe next week. You're a superstar. You Thank you so much yeah. for coming in as well. Well, that's it for another podcasty thing. Well done to everyone that's taken the time to download it. If you uh, haven't taken the time to download it, of course, you won't be hearing this message. So it's pretty pointless music. Anyway, you get it. Um, remember to press subscribe. And then, of course, you don't have to remember to press subscribe ever again. And I'll never have to say, remember to press subscribe. So I'll stop saying it. Although I probably will be saying it because there will be people downloading it the first time that are unaware that if they press subscribe, they won't have to download it. So it is something I will be reminded to do every single time you down. I'm sorry, there's something I could do. Maybe fast forward. Those 10 seconds when you hear me just starting to say the word subscribe. Anyway, you get the idea. Thanks for listening as always. Have a wonderful day. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Flimsy staying slowing you down? Well, it's time to upgrade. Armadillo builds durable, North American-made tablet stands and kiosks. We're so confident, we offer a lifetime warranty. So, elevate your business and visit armadillo.com. That's A-R-M-O-D-I-L-O.com and use code ACAST for 5% off. Armadillo. Built to last. Designed to impress.